I think the big takeaway is without a doubt, like the last year or two has, has been challenging, but it's also paved the way for automation tools um, to make a big splash in the recruiting industry. And for many years, the only way that staffing agencies would grow was to throw more recruiters at things and, and hire more headcount. Lauren, I'm very excited to chat with you today. It is uh, two days before Christmas. Uh, I have a Argentinian Christmas Eve planned where my best friend, his dad and his mom are coming over to roast an entire pig. Um, are you doing like the pit? No, we're doing it a little bit more gruesome. It's more like Flayed Man style. Uh, if you are a fan of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, I have a picture from last year's Flayed Pig, uh, but uh, I'll stare everyone. I have an entire series of chickens named after all the Game of Thrones uh, characters. Thank you very much. I have a, a rooster named Cersei because I thought she was a girl, but she was not. But that seems pretty appropriate given what we know about Cersei. It's quite savage, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, enough of this chicken talk. <laughs> we have one of our favorite people, Mr. Matt Dichter on the VP of sales at Staffing Engine. Matt, how you doing, brother? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Great way to bring in Christmas and wrap up the year. Um, I'm actually flying to the East Coast tomorrow, but I will not be flaying a pig while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. It seems like something we should do on the farm, Rob. We need to bring that over here. I think you would offend some animals. Probably better off not on the farm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so guys, I found out, well, number one, Matt is is a legend in a lot of our minds. I know he'll say it's in our own mind, not his, but Matt's awesome for a number of reasons. I often tell him that he's always the most helpful person. Um, when I was at Bullhorn, he, even though he was the most successful sales rep, he was also the first one to answer questions anytime we had any. So if you are a sales rep and you are successful, pass it down, especially if you can, um, as a bit of advice. And, uh, and if you are a sales rep looking for sales tips, Matt actually shares amazing uh, tips, tricks, resources on, on um, you know, putting your best foot forward from a sales perspective. So I, you put out fantastic content. That last time I was on this podcast, I was still at Bullhorn and we were sharing some sales tips and tricks from the guys at JB Sales and Keenan Gap Selling. So all of those guys make great content and ideas for me to use. And now I'm passing that down to my co-workers and colleagues you gotta gotta give to get yep yeah. the, be- the best sales reps are usually the best learners too so uh and matt definitely does a good job of curating all that that he's that he's learning um and then to couple that he joined probably the coolest company in staffing tech not that i don't think kylo is one of the coolest but uh, <laughs> i'm a huge huge fan of what staffing engines is doing so without further ado matt why don't you give a quick intro to your background for anyone who didn't catch the first live chat we did on on sales and then give a quick intro to Staffing Engine. Yeah, sure. So 
Uh, before staffing engine, I was at Bullhorn for eight and a half years. That's where I really got to know the staffing and recruiting industry and built a lot of connections. Ted Guggenheim, who's the CEO of Staffing Engine, was the former CEO of Textus, hit me up many times over the years to try and get me to leave Bullhorn and go work at Textus. The timing wasn't quite right. When he started up Staffing Engine about a year and a half ago with one of my old former colleagues, Jay Cutler, they also gave me a call, although they didn't really have a product yet. They just had um, some really good ideas. And then in July uh, slash August of this year, they called me again, and this time they had a product uh, to go out and sell. And it was almost like a reverse interview process where they showed me all the cool stuff that they had built over the last year and a half. And I'm like, all right, the timing is right. Um, really cool company, really good chance to get in um, early at a startup, which is a whole brand new world to me. I came from a company that I joined, Bullhorn was 200 people. When I left, they were around 1,300 people. And uh, I was employee number six at Staffing Engine, although we've just hired employee number seven and are looking at eight and nine. Uh, shameless plug if you're in business development or the software implementation and looking for a cool gig, um, we'd love to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So that's my a little a quick background of me. And you also wanted one of Staffing Engine, right, Rob? Yeah, yep. And we'll let Lauren do a disclosure at the end of this, uh, end of your introduction. Cool. Um, well, the way that I describe Staffing Engine um, is recruitment acceleration. And if you think about um, different tools in the market, we'll get more into this in, in a little bit. Bullhorn and other ATSs, um, Salesforce, Target Recruit, um, Tempworks, Aviante. Those are your digitization platforms where you're really storing data in the cloud. When you think of communication, you think of recruitment tools like Textus and CloudCall that help uh, recruiters communicate more efficiently. When you think of automation, you think Hearfish, Sense, tools that help uh, automate the way that recruiters reach out um, and reach out and also improve their data quality. We're defining a new category called acceleration. And acceleration is really all about enriching the candidate and client experience and improving the speed of which applicants can get to a recruiter's desk, while also increasing the speed that recruiters and salespeople can work in their technology platforms. Um, and then that all accumulates, then you start talking about full business transformation. And there are apps like Bullhorn Connect and Working and TimeSafe that really transform the candidate experience via application. So that's sort of where we sit in the grand scheme of things and the basis for all the cool tools and functionality that we're building. Yeah, I love that. Well, yes, and my disclaimer is that, you know, I, I, I sit on the, on the advisory um, board with Matt and the rest of the group. And uh, I too saw such, the reason that I got involved is because I saw such potential um, to really solve problems. You know, there are a lot of a lot of what Bullhorn solves, you know, in creating a an ATS CRM where we can go and collaborate and um, and uh, function within, and then all of the ancillary tools that the marketplace and Bullhorn also provides. This one is, I feel like it just nips and tucks everything. 
or we might have a little loose end somewhere, or we might have something that's loosey-goosey, staffing engine can come in and nip and tuck it and accelerate it. Uh, and that what is what was really exciting to me. Um, and and so that that's my disclosure, yes. Yeah, one of the things I'll, that I'll add that I think is important is that gave us a really big head start is that our um, primary partner and also investor um, is a tool called OneReach AI. Um, think of them as a, a true artificial intelligence platform that's used by really, really big companies like PepsiCo and their call centers. Um, uh, Deloitte recommends them for digital transformation projects. They had no footprint in staffing and recruiting. So we're taking this really impressive scalable AI technology and we're pointing it at the staffing and recruiting industry and we're building integrations with tools like Bullhorn, Herefish, Textus, um, Microsoft Teams, Slack that recruiters use, and then building a knowledge base that backs that staffing and recruiting model. I've been bringing this really cool technology into a new vertical and new industry. Love it. So let's kind of start, right? Like Lauren just said, you know, staffing engine is, I, I don't want to say nip and tuck because I like <laughs> <laughs> I live in South Florida and there's a lot of that going on. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, I could tell you a, a hilarious story from the bar we went to last night, which was probably the last bar we'll go to in a long time at this point. But, uh, this is good. Yeah. So uh, not the story was not the reason why we're not going to go back, but it could be. Maybe that Can't particular bar. <laughs> Maybe that particular bar. But anyway, um, Matt, you, met, you know, Lauren said it, it, it kind of fits into all these little, little, nooks and crannies um, that need help. Uh, so maybe kind of highlight some of the inefficiencies where you guys are, because are, again, it's a product. So you're going to get started at the the lowest barrier of entry or, or place to drive the most value. Um, yeah. And and I and I always like talking more about the problems that we solve more than the actual product. So um, I'll tell you the, the one place where um, I think that we solved the biggest pain. And I think that we, that staffing engine built to solve and that's the whole concept of the, the old way of doing things. If you're a candidate or applicant is you go in and apply for a job or fill out a contact form and wait for a recruiter to get back to you. Well, that's not really scalable if you're getting thousands of applicants like a lot of staffing agencies get. And so inevitably there are times where applicants aren't, aren't heard back to from the staffing agency right away or have to wait to hear from the from their recruiter. That could be minutes, it could be hours. And if it's days or weeks, you're in trouble if you're a staffing agency, I mean, you need to be faster than that. So we're, we set out to basically build a way for as an applicant comes and visits an agency, whether that's on social media or their website or text messaging a business number to provide a truly on-demand experience where they can get answers to their problems in an automated way, or if they want, they can live chat with the recruiter and get their answers from a real person. Because we've all had chat experiences where we get a lot of the answers, but not maybe all the answers that we want from that bot. And so if we want to have a way to talk to a live person, assuming that they're available, we can do that as well. Um, and we can allow the recruiter on the, on, the, on the agency side to use tools that they already know, like Microsoft Teams and Zoom Chat and Google Chat and Slack um, to help, uh, I guess, access those conversations rather than having to learn a new UI, which I think is important. Well, and I think that that's the that's the bringing things together, right? That's the nooks and crannies where we have gaps, 
and we potentially are going to ask our recruiter to log into something else to go and grab a conversation from a potential candidate. And that's that swivel chair that we talk about. Those are those little inefficiencies, the little nips and crannies where we're creating what we would call in Six Sigma hidden factories of inefficiency. That right there is an opportunity to close the gap. And what do we sell? We sell time. Close the gap on time so that once a candidate engages, we staffing engine removes all of the barriers so that we could potentially introduce that candidate in Teams or Slack or wherever the recruiter was sitting. And those are the nooks and crannies that we're referring to. And there's a, a ton of them. And I, I love that you are just, you're closing the gap on all of them. Anywhere there's a small little you know, small little black hole, we're going to go in and close that up um, by inserting functionality or a bot or, you know, whatever is appropriate. And, that, and that's what excites me. We have to talk about engine alerts. We just have to. because yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We got to get there. Spoiler um, alert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah. Spoiler just, alert. We're going to talk about something that like I'm wildly excited about. Yeah, uh, I saw the demo yesterday again. So ah, I, I mean, did you? <sighs> well, I mean, so funny enough, I had been, to, I, well, a couple of things. One, um, the reason why the MS Teams and Slack thing is so important, Lauren, and here's the real life use case is um, we have, Kylo has two sales teams, right? So we have a services sales team who does like the implementations, the trainings, like data migration stuff. We have the product. Uh, so the product guys kind of have um, their chatbot tool open, which is a separate app. And for some reason, the service guys never go in there. So there was literally like a conversation with, for, we answered it in a timely manner. And the answer was, we have to actually have more internal conversations to give you an answer. Uh, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> like, I guess it helped speed up the process because they knew they didn't know what they needed. Um, but our services team hadn't logged in. And so one of my colleagues was on the demo with me yesterday and was like, yeah, it'd be so much better if it was in Teams. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't, I, I think it's, I think it's because over the last two years, so many agencies have gone into the, remote or hybrid work model and have a lot of people working out of the office, but agencies are craving integrations to Microsoft Teams and collaboration tools. So the way that we basically allow agencies to connect their website, Microsoft Teams or Slack, whatever it might be in their ATS, all in an integrated environment um, is very attractive. Yeah. So that was like the real life. And then like you guys and my coworker brought it up in a, in a weekly sales meeting we had today instead of tomorrow um, to talk about it. So it was super timely. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And another, another, another example that comes to mind too, cause you'd asked about different uh, customer use cases. Calendaring is a big thing. And we've been on so many calls where agencies are just trying to find ways to make recruiters calendars more thoughtful and more organized. Mm -hmm. What I would, what I would tell you is that you know, Calendly, Calendly and other types of calendars are really good for individual calendars. And we have functionality like that where a recruiter can share out a link and let someone book time with them. I know that was a hot topic with Anastasia and you guys when she, when she was on. Yeah. The, the other big thing though is team calendars. And um, what I mean by that is as a recruiter goes through this automated or candidate goes through this automated bot flow, they can, they can be asked questions like specialty, location, years experience. And based on their answers to those questions, we can route them to the right recruiter or team of recruiters and look at those calendars and book time with, it might be an individual, it might be based on round robin or next recruiter up. 
where they get assigned to. And there is a there is a statistic that was thrown out at SIA Healthcare that the average amount of time it takes back and forth over email to book a meeting um, is upwards of seven to eight emails before you finally book something when you talk about people sending time slots back and forth. Wait, Anastasia, did you hear that? <laughs> We're talking we, to you. By, ha by having an, automa an automated, uh, I call it a recruiter assistant, uh, help book that calendar time, you're one, qualifying them to make sure so that your recruiters aren't spending time with you know, a truck driver if they're in IT recruiting, as an example, but you're also making sure that they get time booked when a recruiter is available in a very easy um, to schedule format, which I think is important. I think that, I think, so I'll give you another, I'll give you like kind of the review, reverse use case, right? Because I think what you're talking about is the next step, right? Like, okay, we, we're talking to them, but what's the next step to get, the, to get through the funnel, right? So what's the next step after they book a meeting? Maybe automating an agenda going out to them or a yeah. reminder, right? So like having that stuff automated, I, it, like, so kind of thinking through the technology, even for you, Matt, and like the team at Staffing Engine, like what's the next step after they book to create a great outcome for the candidate and the company? But the the dot cards, right, Lauren? Like you, I know you have like the dot card from dot dot com. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, at a conference, Matt, you have someone screen you QR. You guys are doing QR codes. Yep. The, the next step is how do like so if you scan my QR or vice versa. How, instead of asking for a business card, can I get that person to push me their email and phone number and name and company maybe? Like, so like, that's the that kind of the, it's not solved yet, but I, like dot.com would be like incredible if there was like a button that just said, hey, ship to that dot user whose QR code just got closed, the, the, the matching info. And like, so that's kind yeah. of like, that, like, that's what the calendar link reminds me of is that next step. To make it easier. Yeah, well, if, you, if you think about, and, and LJ is a big tech stack person, but if you think about ways that you can string the you can string these tools together, what if you they you, they scan a QR code, you ask them a couple qualifying questions, that including like a, a document upload, so they could upload a resume, that uploads them into a bullhorn or whatever or Salesforce, whatever your ATS might be. And then you have an automation using like a here Fisher sense that goes out that introduces them to the company. So at that point, as soon as they filled out that QR, that bought QR, they've been uploaded into your ATS. And then you have transformation uh, automation takeover that emails them. Thank you for applying or sending us your information. The recruiter will be in touch. So that's kind of taking your you know introductory bot and then combining ATS automation communication behind it. Yeah. It's so exciting. And, and again, you know, like I said, all of those tiny little gaps that we're just, we're tightening everything up. And I, I think that's really exciting for the candidate. And I think pointing it towards the customer in a really meaningful way is it, these are significant opportunities. I mean, you know, look at what Linktree has done for, you know, all of your social landing sites and, and, you know, the next level to there is asking those qualifying questions and then sending responses to the most appropriate place via your Linktree or whatever that yeah. is. There's so many opportunities to shore up these gaps and, I love that you're coming in and and truly solving problems. Yeah, yeah. We we've had we have customers who are using um, different automation tools to reach out to you know large groups of passive candidates. And a common a common challenge they have is the passive candidates get back with interest, but they aren't qualified. 
until they book time with a recruiter only for the recruiter to find out that they're not a good fit. So you can actually layer a staffing engine bot in your outbound outreach via tools like Curefish and Sense. And then once they, um, once the, the candidate receives that, they get directed to a bot that qualifies them. And then once they're qualified, you can use our calendaring to book a meeting with a, with a recruiter. So again, just finding ways to, to string these tools together and make them make it faster and more accelerated. Yeah, and that's the stuff we were trying to do with surveys, but an AI tool inherently, or AI conversational AI bot tool will be much better at asking questions and, and pivoting than yeah, so- even a survey builder that can branch. Yeah, and and like exactly, we we think of ourselves as like death to static web forms because web forms don't have any sort of like back and forth. It's just they fill out and then someone receives it. So in in many ways, surveys are similar to forms in that you're collecting information and maybe updating fields, but we allow you to have a back and forth transaction either with an automated bot or a live recruiter. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like yelling human at the phone service when I'm on customer support lines. Human, please, <laughs> just want a human. I don't know how many times I've like yelled at my key through my keyboard, customers are us. <laughs> With what? Verizon especially. Do you do, you do that voice too? Cause I would, yes, I would, I would, I would, it's scary. I would let you through immediately. Anyway, <laughs> oh, she means business. That's right. <laughs> so, um, sorry. I it's making me laugh more than it should. Um, Matt, the, the kind of the, the, the pathway forward, right? Acceleration is, um, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw, but the word journey was used like a ridiculous amount of times in, by CEOs in 2021. I don't know if you've been seeing that stat, that. Um, is it journey? Is it yeah. corporate speak? <laughs> yeah, journey is like the corporate word of the year from CEOs. Yeah. Like, yeah. the journey. Anyway, Evan, by the way, Evan Paris, shout out to my boy, but uh, he said journey uh, on our episode. We talked about Able for Salesforce and I wanted to call him out, but I like bit my tongue. So this is me gently calling you out, bud. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's uh, but acceleration, it could be that, but, I, but it, it get, I'm excited about it. I think, I think we, you know, Hearfish Senses of the World, these really powerful tools um, have started, have started the acceleration process, but I don't, you know, and I, and I, I run here fish for people. I am super familiar with, you know, automation and et cetera, but I don't know that's, I don't like, I don't necessarily see it being, I guess a soul, the sole accelerator, right? Like it might be like a 20% accelerator. I think there's other things that need to get it in there. Yeah. And that's why we talk. That's why we talk about tech stacks, right? Because it's there's yeah. not one. There's not one uh, provider that's a silver bullet. Um, there are certainly ones that uh, that have more than one core offering. And that's a good segue into engine alerts uh, because we started off with bots and, and calendars, but we quickly identified that we want to be much more than a chat bot company. And and where else can we accelerate? And so when you think about a recruiter or sales rep or recruiting manager working um, in their ATS. And this goes back to my bullhorn days, but we heard for a long time that clients had a hard time organizing their email inboxes because they were getting so many internal email notifications from tools like bullhorn and Salesforce. And it's hard because you should, your, your inbox should be a tool for 
you know, business development and candidate development, but when you're getting all these notifications, it gets really hard to organize and things fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And so our idea was basically bringing those types of notifications out of the inbox and into in-app notifications. And we're doing that by way of a Chrome extension. And if you think about a, a recruiter who's bouncing around different web tabs, whether they're in Bullhorn or Salesforce or LinkedIn, we're going to be basically bringing in real-time notifications around activity that they choose. So a recruiter might be interested in you know, new jobs or new applicants hitting the ATS, whereas a recruiting manager doesn't want to open up each individual job order. So they'll want to know about submittals, interviews, and placements. And rather than having to go into their inbox for that notification or open up you know, each individual job order when they're managing 15 to 20 job orders, we'll bring them real-time alerts right in front of them so they can see it. And uh, we're almost done building V1 of that. And the feedback that we've gotten from customers and prospective customers that we've shown is really encouraging. So we're super excited for that. And again, that just extends us. The bots do a great job accelerating the, the candidate and client experience. Now we're talking about accelerating the end user uh, the end user or PTS user. And, and for me, having sat at a desk, right? And, and then having led a, a team of recruiters and salespeople, you know, one of the gaps today is tell me where I need to go next. How do we make it the next best action? Yes. The next best action based on, you know, wouldn't it be great, you know, in the future as we apply AI to that and we say, you know, based on your current goals and, you know, your next action is going to be best served here. Uh, We'll get there. But right now we have so much information that we have to go capture or we have to go get it and put it in front of the recruiter. As a leader, you may potentially email out your weekly report or you're having a phone call every week where you're going over a a report. And this allows you to, A, as a recruiter, have direction of this is what I want to stay involved in. What if there's a candidate you're keeping your eye on and where there isn't any candidate ownership in a specific organization and, you know, we're all vying for the talent, which, you know, it's a a really good healthy competition internally helps you keep your eye on a candidate. And when you see, you know, set up engine alert on, it's just like a Google alert, guys. And if you've ever been in sales and been obsessed with a customer that you have to close, or you've ever watched a candidate and, and you want to see what happens or when they update their resume next, you want to get that information. This is your opportunity yeah, to see I, things moving. I, I think back to when I was at Bullhorn and, and uh, in my, my old manager, Keith Waitman, used to always go into Bullhorn and, and refresh the record to see when activity took place. And now I can be like, Keith, you don't have to refresh every record now. We'll serve it up to you as it happens. The other, the other big thing too, I think sometimes in sales and recruiting, we forget to celebrate the wins, whether they're big wins or little wins. And so a lot of companies have like a wind feed that goes out, but that requires the manual effort of going in and sending out that placement notification to a, uh, to a group or a distribution list. So if you think about the ability to pull in like live placement or live sales notifications in, and you can put like a trophy emoji next to it or whatever it might be, it's almost like a real-time wind notification system. In things like placements, you'll want to have turned on for everyone so everyone sees it when it happens. I think we should turn, we should make a GIF of someone 
hitting the gong because yeah it's just it, the gong the gong notification pops up in the alert and you're like yeah. i'm going i'm going right to andrew kimmel who's our cmo and, and saying that we need it we need we need a gong gif a gong yeah gif. we need yeah. a gong gif for the win no I, that's awesome i love the win note um i think there's a couple of things one i love the name two i went to dinner when i was in orkney with the co- other co-founder of kylo uh stewart morgan yeah and i was basically describing what you're what you guys are doing so i was like this is really needed there's just so many gaps in in this um I've, i have the next thing in my head too matt so we could talk about it uh it requires a little bit of api work and we'll uh we'll not yeah, yeah that, that, we'll not, we'll, we want this button. oh my gosh this is we're just scratching the surface yeah we're, we're super nerdy every, yeah and and I swear we had a little uh, nerd, nerd out session when, you know, this was being, you know, putting more form around this and really the possibilities are endless. There are so many small little areas of opportunity. Um, if you're trying to sell an enterprise level account and you want to see when things are moving and you don't want to go to your pulse card, refresh it and dig through emails or what have, see your list engaged, whatever. Um, this is a really good way to watch these things and collaborate. And uh, yeah. I, I just think that, again, all the nooks and creams. Yeah, We, we use Bullhorn, by the way, internally as our CRM. So pretty successfully, I think, from what I've seen yeah. so far. Uh, so if you want us to test it, yeah, just let me uh, know. You guys will be a great test run for us. Um, <laughs> Since we know, we kind of know Bullhorn. Yeah, that, yeah, and it's it's collaboration is becoming more and more important, especially when you look at Salesforce's acquisition of Slack and like even Mark Benioff has, has pointed to that Slack acquisition and saying that they're building Salesforce to be Slack first. And the whole reason that they're doing that is to expedite how quickly their customers can swarm or attack customer support items. Um, and if everyone's in Salesforce, or in this case, Bullhorn or wherever it might be, and they can see important activity in real time, rather than potentially missing it in an email notification, then you're servicing your customers and your candidates that much better. And customer, the customer feedback that we've seen as of late isn't that they're concerned about how quickly you're solving the problem. It's how much effort they have to put into getting it solved. And so if it's one outreach and they get this response back, I mean, you, you, we, are, we are solving that issue of how many, how many times do I have to reach out and bang my head against the wall yeah. to, get a, to get, a, well, get a problem solved? I think you have this, you know, I think you have right the email notification, the tasks, they weren't working and they weren't as easy as, as this will be, you know, especially if it works as we kind of been prescribing. So super, super duper exciting. Yeah. Well, we're putting our Mike, our CTO is putting a lot of a lot of hours into making this uh, a possibility. And we just hired um, Evan, who's our who's our new front end developer, and he's super excited to get in there. And we've got all kinds of crazy, cool ideas that we think could help uh, staffing agencies as we go into next year. And we're excited to build out more and more tech that can, you know, help accelerate the process, whether that's customer candidate facing or internal. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Mr. Anything else acceleration-wise? Yeah, anything else too? I'm just, I know that's super exciting, but. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the the big thing that we're talking about as we go into next year is okay. We've done a really good job accelerating uh, the top of the funnel, 
and making sure that as candidates and customers come in and visit us for the first time, whether that's social media, website, text message, um, we've got really cool technology that can help service them and uh, enrich their experience there. As we look at um, you know, apps like Bullhorn Connect and Workit and Time Saves coming into market, um, we're inevitably talking more and more uh, about going from pre-hire to how we can help in the post-hire process. And there's, I can name countless tools out there, but if you look at onboarding tools like Onboarding 365, Able, Kamana, you know, we can potentially work with those guys to help enrich the onboarding experience. And if you think about a uh, once a candidate becomes a worker and they need help entering their timesheets, reviewing their pay stubs, uh, potentially, you know, layering into the app, the apps and being a rather than a recruiter assistant, a worker assistant in the apps. Um, we're starting to have conversations with a number of the um, tools that I just named. And we're really excited about working with them to continue developing a really great candidate and worker experience. So cool. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, like in my head immediately, like, hey, authenticate that this is X person and they have questions about their pay. Like, you know, obviously you're trying to authenticate who it is before you talk about that. But, you know, those, yeah, things, yeah. Are all, those things are all opportunities to improve it and create self-service, right? So once they're authenticated, they can, you know, if they want to just see a report or see what their pay rate's supposed to be. Yeah, well, and 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 we're already we're already doing a lot of that stuff on the front end because if you think about like we have really powerful AI that can know if someone's asking about benefits or housing or payroll, and we can either intelligently answer those questions or drop a link to them. And those are questions that recruiters and salespeople get bombarded with all day long that yes. we can help free out their time and get that off their plate. The thing is, you know, those are that we're talking about people visiting their website. In the future, more and more people are going to be visiting the staffing agency's app, whether that's a mobile app or web response or whatever it might be. And so once they become hired, we also want to help deflect questions like that, to your point. Yeah. I think we were we were working on that on, uh, on another project, or Jay and I were before you got, I think before you got hired, Jay and I were working on that yeah. project. Um, interesting. And there's just so much, like, by the way, there's just, there's just so much, guys. And, and also, by the way, like, it, it could seem like we're doing an advertisement for Staffing Engine, but Lauren and I are just really, really nerdy. And we, <laughs> we, we're super excited by this, so. Well, it, look. This, yeah, not not an advertisement. I mean, look, we're excited about technologies and we want to bring them to you and talk uh, about them when we have a technology that's solving a problem. But this is more about uh, transformation. How do we, and now that we've got so much participation in digital transformation, digitization, automation was the, you know, it felt like the number one word of the beginning of 2021, everybody automation, automation. And now it's, now we have to move it forward. We have to accelerate to more enablement. We have to bridge the gap where we have gaps. We have to create efficiencies and eliminate non-efficiencies, uh, you know, and eliminate all of those hidden factories. And so, um, you know, it's more about a conversation of, you know, where do we see us going? You're you're going in the direction where there's a lot of problems to be solved for, but I still think there are a ton of hidden factories in 
um, what happened in 2020 with all of the, the Zoom and the Teams and the fact that we're creating connectivity with those things, because those are now you know, repositories of information all on their own. We got to get all of that information back into our central source of truth. And you hear me say that all the time. You know, there is no transformation right. without integration. And I think we're finally seeing people believing in that 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 thought process. That I can't transform unless I'm going to connect it all together and make it easy for my people to adopt. And that's why Lauren's calendar is more full. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there. Yeah, we're we're definitely. I mean, I don't. I, I'm staff. The staffing engine is one tool of many that are out there, and I'm a big fan of all kinds of recruiting tech tools. And one of one of the exciting parts about my job job is getting on calls with Jay and either existing or potential partners and figuring out how we can jive together. And I think you know, as we get into next year, we're going to have more and more of those partnerships. I'm actually in the process of writing uh, a LinkedIn post for next week that's going to summarize all the integrations that we built this year. But we're already starting to have conversations with other really exciting tools as we move into next year. And I think the big takeaway is, without a doubt, like the last you know, year or two has, has been challenging, but it's also paved the way for automation tools um, to make a big splash in the recruiting industry. And for many years, the only way that staffing agencies would grow was to throw more recruiters at things and, and hire more headcount. And with automation tools, whether it's Staffing Engine or any of the other ones that we've talked about today, um, there's ways that you can increase recruiter productivity without hiring headcount. And then the people who are hiring more good recruiters and implementing technology are going to be the ones that grow the fastest. I, I cannot, my biggest thing, Lauren, you can feel back me up on this. And I love, I, I'm going to say this, I think for you is whether you're hiring people or buying technology, if you're not spending investing the time to use it properly or train it properly, you're going to get a non-positive, you're going to get the outcome that you don't want. Or <laughs> I guess I guess it's the outcome you want because if you're not investing in training or utilization, like consulting, you're going to get the outcome that, you, like, you know, not making a decision is making a decision for bad outcomes, right? So, so remember listeners, we've talked about, you know, and this is on software and, and I'm hard on, you know, Casey and the, you know, part of the implementation team to ensure that customers have a clear, coherent plan of what is coming and that there is, you know, um, support to ensure that we have adoption. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, you've put this beautiful little um, uh, Monday ecosystem together to help walk the customer through what to expect. Um, and then to help your end users adopt the technology. Guys, this is where I probably spend most of my time and make most of my money is coming back in and cleaning up um, or reintroducing a technology that's already been purchased. It was just implemented poorly and um, not reinforced, not configured appropriately. And so put some thought into this or Ask your vendor partners, ask the staffing engines, what is your plan? And, you know, how, how, how do we work with you to ensure adoption? Um, and if there, are, if there are crickets when you're asking that question, you should give pause. It, it is pretty wild, Tad. You can look at two agencies with the same technology tool or similar tech stack. And one's like doing some next level stuff with like almost futuristic. The other one's like I'm barely using it. Uh, if you're going to make the investment in technology, you got to invest in, you know, and also in enabling your teams with it and, and, and making sure that they actually um, get utilization out of it. 
Um, one of my favorite things about staffing engine as I've come on board um, is that everyone says that they're self-adopting, so I'm not going to use that term. Uh, however, because uh, most of our tech is um, you set it up and then it's candidate and client facing, there's very little that recruiters and salespeople have to learn. Um, we've intentionally built the integrations into tools like uh, Microsoft Teams and Bullhorn where they already live. So they purposely don't have to learn a new UI to use the tool. It's kind of like, it's it's already there. And if you're, if you're a Microsoft Teams user, then you should know how to claim a conversation and carry out a conversation in Staffing Engine. A lot of uh, a lot of similar types of tools have failed because they've required sales reps and recruiters to learn the new technology. And to Lauren's point, the time wasn't spent to actually implement it and make sure that the team adopted it. So, uh, yeah. So you're getting rid of that disaster, which we all know. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I had a great call today with uh, a potential you know prospect, and they were talking about how they like to work with vendors. And it was like we want to have at least a bi-weekly call with you to make sure we're using this as much as yes. possible. And I was like, that's probably not me, but I'm happy to handle one of them. If my, you know, if my business, like I'm, I'm a sales, so I took my job as logos. Right. But I'm happy to learn because the products that you and I sell, Matt, in this case, and Laura, you do this too. It's by default is like, there's always, there's a never ending cycle of use cases that could be a little bit different that we could use in a conversation. So it doesn't hurt like to, to be on those calls and think strategy if like someone has an issue and they're like, hey, can your platform service? Possibly, let's walk through it. Yeah, and, and, and Kylo is a little bit more established than certainly than Staffing Engine is, but because we're a startup, we all wear different hats and I'm eager to jump on those like first couple onboarding calls and follow along with like what casing other people on my team, the process they go through with the customer because it kind of helps you know, we understand how we're servicing our customers and making sure that they get the most out of the solution. Oh, we do um, that too, but I'm just but like, you know, like ongoing months down the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I thought that was this cool. This is awesome. Yes. I, yes. I, you know what? All of this is the stickiness. All yeah. of this is the stickiness with your recruiters, with your end, with your, you know, end, end using, you know, candidates and, and clients. Um, the difference is going to be the experience that you create. We keep saying that this is the only experience podcast, right? Because we're talking about experience time and time again. And so you want to be looking at technologies that are going to support a great experience, whether it is a new one or an ongoing one. I like it. And we'll end on that because that was badass, Lauren. So Matt, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. take us into the holiday break. That's right. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt, what is, I didn't prep you for this, but I know you know the answer. What was, what's one book you would recommend and one person to follow that you would recommend? Oh, um, I would recommend I, the most recent, well, one of the more recent ones I read was Play Bigger when I started at Staffing Engine. Anyone with an entrepreneurial mindset or who wants to understand how um, really successful companies and startups achieve success um, play bigger is that there's like four different authors. So I don't remember. Wait, all Matt, wait, hold on. You got to ask Lauren if she owns it because she owns every business book. Lauren? Uh, I I don't see it. Okay. That doesn't mean that I don't have okay. it. Okay. Well, I know what my Christmas gift to Lauren is going to be if she doesn't find it. There you go. Uh, she probably no, doesn't. I don't, I don't see she it. She doesn't have it. I don't I mean, have it. Uh, and then what's the follow, Matt? I always ask her, by the way. Yeah. She, yeah, she yeah. has like a for, huge bookshelf for, for her. Right? For, follow, for followers, um, I 
I always plug Keenan from Gap Selling. I, yeah, I um, James, James, say what sales Buckley, who's on John Barrow's sales team, um, is a super cool dude. If you like call him, he'll pick up and talk to, talk to you or schedule time with you. Um, so I recommend following him. Josh Braun uh, has tons of good sales advice and really talks about um, ways to ask customers questions rather than pitch your product. Um, and makes uh, it, it talks really about a customer centric approach, which there's so much sales automation out there and we all get bombarded by like those automated sales and marketing emails and they almost always get deleted and talks about ways to um, stand out and really make uh, rather than pitch your product, ask your, your, your prospect base questions about their business and turn it back on them, which I think is um, really important way if you're going to be in sales or recruiting to to stand out and be different so right. josh braun he's really good all right well this episode is going to come out after christmas and new year so uh if you didn't have a good one just remember that every time you wake up you can choose to have a better year month whatever um lauren matt thank you guys both this was amazing Thanks Happy for holidays. And I, I have a healthy and safe one. And I'm so glad I got to go into the holidays talking to you. Fine young gentlemen. Oh, well, yes. Thank thanks for thanks for having me on. Um, happy holidays. Happy New Year to Lauren's point. Um, more important than ever to stay healthy, too. So right. yeah. Thanks, guys. Really enjoyed being on again. So signing off, this is Rob. And I'm Lauren. Now go do something good. Thanks, guys.